What's going on, my friends? This is Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. Um, this is not a hospital room. You're not. You're not seeing. Uh, your eyes are not deceiving you. I'm getting a little vitamin, uh, little pump here. Uh, it'll be done here in a few minutes. But anyways, uh, this morning we welcome a hairdresser turned online entrepreneur uh, who has and is doing quite a few things, blogging, TikToking, and uh, using Pinterest. We're, we'll hear a little bit about her story. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, where are you, where are you <laughs> calling in from? Los Angeles, so it is early. <laughs> okay, 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 nice. So tell us a little bit about your, your uh, journey and your story and how and what ultimately led you to, uh, to, to find us. Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, I was a hairdresser for 10 years straight out of high school. I uh, didn't want to go to college. So I just went to hairdressing school and did that. And I live in Los Angeles. So I thought it's like the Mecca. So it's um, and it was great. I loved it. I mean, I was young and I, you know, I was mm -hmm. basically already a freelancer because I always kind of made my own schedule and everything. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely loved it. My clients but I was still living paycheck to paycheck because LA is so expensive and all right. that fun stuff. And obviously when the pandemic hit, just at the drop of a hatch, I was out of work. And then I realized, mm. oh, I'm out of work, so I'm not making any money. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I remember getting that email from my boss saying that we were going to close for two weeks. And I was like, okay, I literally have two weeks of savings or, you know, leftover money. And after that, wow. I have nothing. So that was kind wow. of like, okay, you need to get it together. You're not like, yes, you're young, but you need to change stuff. So mm. um, I took that time during lockdown to kind of reevaluate everything mm -hmm. and um, started reading, started educating myself and did go back to work, but I was still trying to figure out what I could do. But I didn't go to college. So I was just freaked out. I was like, I have no mm. education. And so I didn't really know what to do. And I came across, I was, I came across TikTok and um, there's basically no other place to go except the internet at that it's, point. Right. It's insane. <laughs> You're in the I, middle of a global shutdown. <laughs> you know, we, we don't know if it's the end of the world or not, but I mean, as long as we're still here, you've got to eat. And, yeah. and the, the landlords at least calling, telling you, hey, rent still needs to be paid, right? <clears throat> but you've just been sent down, uh, sent home, deemed non-essential, and uh, you're kind of, you know, between a rock and a hard place, right? The only place to turn is the internet, the dark web <laughs> yeah. at that point, right? <laughs> I know. And I, I wasn't, I, other than like online shopping and stuff, I did not use, I didn't even have a laptop. I literally bought my first laptop wow. for my birthday in August in 2021. Um, and I mm. figured out digital marketing. I was like, okay, so I got certified in Google certifications and I just wanted to either do freelance work or work for a company. And then mm -hmm. again, on TikTok, I found you guys and yeah. um, I was like okay great I could either do this on the side or it could just be another freelance thing you know <clears throat> I had no idea where this was going to take me and I just decided to go for it I had my own studio doing hair and I was just like 
I got to give this up. I got, cause I'm just one of those people that I have to give it everything I have, or it, it's just not going to work out for me. So yeah, I had no job. So this is the only thing that I, so this had to work for me because wow. I had nothing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's time and time again, what we hear is when, you know, people are in between a rock and a hard place and they really use their, that pain to push them through, you know, unfortunately, and this is just, this is just, uh, the what? Oh, you're blocked in. This is just, um, uh, a sort of reality of, um, of, uh, you know, the world is just that unless you're using your pain and you're in a really tough spot, a lot of times you don't do anything about your situation, right. and no matter what it is. You know what I mean? If it's, you know, I mean, yeah, money, for example. I mean, I'll just use the one that we're talking about. I mean, I've seen people come in particularly uh, be for many years before the pandemic, et cetera. Um, who still had cushy jobs and just, thanks so much, uh, you know, wanted to just have more money, but they weren't really running out of money. So it was just kind of a side hustle hobby. I'll get to it when I get to it. And, you know, um, but I'll tell you what, these last 20 months when people were put in a position like you're describing, where it's like, okay, I got nothing now. I'm... Mm -hmm. There's not, there's no, there's no money in sight. You know, I don't know what, you know, that's a real scary place where you almost go into survival mode and you're right. It's either you do it or you starve. And I'll tell you, um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people succeeding right now. It's hard for me because I don't have tons of data to look back at and compare to, but I just feel like there's a real, there's a real, um, it's hard to put your finger on it, but I say this time and time again, what is causing you pain and can you amplify that in your life and use it as motivation, even if you have to manufacture it a little bit, even if you have to, because I just believe as long as human beings are complacent and don't really have to change, it's hard to change. Yeah. You had real pain. Now you are uh, fo you folks out there might also have real pain. But if you you if you are somewhat complacent, then you might want to start trying to take a look at what in the hell hurts and would you like to stop hurting in your life because you really can use that as some pretty serious motivation. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I was okay with settling. I was okay with living paycheck to paycheck because I was like, I live in Los Angeles. I have a great apartment. Right. You got a great you life. Know, your, I, your job doesn't suck. And I, mean, and you I made, did. And I did. You probably enjoy your work. Settling. Yeah. 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 But all of a sudden when, when Armageddon comes in and it's like, it's the end of the world, you know, it's a, it's scary. It's like, look, you can still live and you can still eat and you, you, you can still have a life, but you just have to do it at home and you can't leave your house to go to work and therefore you're not going to get paid. So just hang tight. Right. And that's what it was. It was like, cool. Like, you know, we'll let you know. Right. We'll, <laughs> like, okay. we'll, we'll talk soon. 
And and you know what? It's been this great kind of like no nobody's really at fault because well the government's doing the shutdowns and all this and that. So there's been no real you know, okay, so the government shut us down, so they're going to send us a check, right? So, you know, they send out $1,200 checks six months apart. Like, what's that supposed to do for anybody? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people have been pushed into, whether it be driving for Uber, whether it be, you know, whether it be going online, whether it be sticking with and following through a course that you bought, because if you parted with your money, Maybe that maybe you don't have more income coming in right now because you lost your job. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like like there's been a a lot of people who have been in that spot and can relate to that. And um, it's it's a powerful thing when you can use your your situation as a motivator to get out of it, to better your life. Um, and, And there's some real consequences on the other side of you not taking action. Right. absolutely yeah a lot of times there's not consequences right because we still got the 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 job or whatever so we don't we're not really going to starve but i mean um and if we we waste a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars on something we can always just say well i'll get back to it later you know that's usually what we tell ourselves so um how has the what what how has the business model resonated with you? How have you, how have you, um, I guess what has, what makes the most sense about this business model and what attracted you to want to come go through our learning process and, and continue to follow through from there? Uh, well, I, I love the 15 day challenge. It was, um, the fact that you had a live person that you could talk to and ask questions was amazing. And I mean, you, re- you really learn skills that I can use forever. Like, let's say if like an affiliate product falls off, okay, I, I know that knowledge and I can just go and find another one. So it's, it's, mm. it really, it's not just something that I can do right now for maybe like a year or two. It's something that I can build upon my skills forever. And that's, that's, something great that I, um, other than like hairdressing, like it's something that I can do, like, even if I get hurt or whatever the situation, like with hairdressing, I felt like if my body breaks down on me, then my body breaks down on me. Like I'm only 30 and I already had problems with my body. And I was like, and that was another thing that I was like, okay, I need to figure out something else. Hmm. And with this, I feel like I have different I feel like I have different things to do. Like I'm kind of going crazy in my head, brainstorming like, okay, other than affiliate marketing, what can I do? My own digital products, my own like coaching set, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's like different forms of income, which I never thought was possible. I was like, okay, you have a job and you get a paycheck and that's it. Mm. I didn't know about passive income. I didn't, I mean, I knew about investing, but I didn't know how to go about that. So it's, it just kind of opened up a whole other world for me, mm. especially because I was new to online. So it, it's been kind of surreal. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, so uh, have you found, how mm. have you transitioned through maybe doing some things that are out of your comfort zone? I, I don't know what's been out of your comfort zone. Why don't you tell us some of the things that have been out of your comfort zone and then what are you doing to 
to move through them versus avoid them? Um, everything's out of my comfort zone. I mean, like I said, I was not tech savvy at all. So the good thing um, that I knew about digital marketing was I took Google certification. So I knew the basics mm. of digital marketing, which was super beneficial. And it was compl- it was free. So that was amazing. Um, but I, I kind of realized that you have to get out of your comfort zone. Like, like, obviously, my comfort zone was doing hair was doing things that I knew, and that wasn't working for me. So I, you have to get uncomfortable to move forward and to do different things or else you're just going to stay complacent. Mm. Um, so yeah, like social media was kind of foreign to me too. I mean, I, I have social media, but I wasn't really good at it and, and I'm still not like great at it. I'm like working on that, which is why I mainly do Pinterest because Mm -hmm. it's not a social, social platform, which I was like, yes, thank you. Um, so social media, the online, the tech stuff, like building my funnels, like it was just, it was so foreign to me and thank God there's Google. Cause any kind of like videos, um, trainings, like I take because I just didn't know anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, um, what are you doing with Pinterest exactly? So I use Pinterest, I built it up and I use Pinterest to drive traffic to my blog. And one of my main blog posts is um, how I started my own online business with affiliate marketing through you guys. Okay. Through Legendary Marketer. Okay. And and you're just just basically (laughs) posting on Instagram and going in, in kind of driving traffic to your blog yes i had to do it the fast way because organic traffic in pinterest takes a little time so i do run pinterest ads oh you do run pinterest ads Mm -hmm. wow interesting it's fascinating pinterest is is a beast it's a it's a it's a really it's a really good platform yeah wow so I'm kind of looking at your Pinterest page and I'm, I'm seeing just endless uh, of, of what looks like very similar content here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've just, it looks like it just goes on and on and on. Like <laughs> how many posts yeah. you've made. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's unbelievable. Are all these individual posts here on Pinterest? Yeah. So I, um, there is an app that you can, that schedules it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but so far I've just been doing it all myself. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, Canva and Pinterest have been my best friends. Um, okay. So you make all these images inside of Canva. Yes. And then you just, you just kind of post them onto your Pinterest profile with no, not even, I mean, a very short caption and then you link Mm -hmm. over to your blog and this is where people, you know, are diving deeper into your topic. And then you've got, you've got affiliate links embedded Mm -hmm. all through the, all through the, uh, the, uh, sorry, all through the, the post. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. 
So it's kind of a little bit more like a um, like a this is this is a great example of delivering value in the written form, long form content. And even I mean, when I say long form content, it's really just forget even whether it's short or long form. I mean, because this is a this is a rather quick read. So it's not like it's, a, you know, mm -hmm. if you were to read this out, it'd probably take three to five minutes. So, I mean, um, you can post a, a video on TikTok now that's three minutes long, I think. So this is really the opposite of doing video content. I mean, if you're doing video content, you're probably doing video content on TikTok, Instagram, maybe YouTube, or at least repurposing your TikToks over onto YouTube shorts. But with you, there's not a single bit of video involved. Um, you are simply creating images <clears throat> that are speaking to a very specific audience, which is online business and, and mindset people, people who are looking to make more money, people who are looking to entrepreneurship or open to entrepreneurship, open to multiple streams of income, opportunity seekers, as I call them. And... Um, and you just create a simple little, little, uh, little kind of almost like ad it, but it just looks, it doesn't yeah. look threatening like an ad. It looks like a little meme and it's got a very benefit, strong headline in the image, how to make 25 to $50 per hour with online social media jobs. Somebody sees that they click it and, uh, you know, oh, nice little caption and you've got it linked out to a, um, to a capture page. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you go to a capture page, sometimes you go directly to a blog post, but the bottom line is, is that, um, it's, it's a very simple process and I'm, I'm, I'm dissecting it. I'm seeing what you're doing here and there's not a single place in which ultimately you are putting your face on camera whatsoever throughout this this strategy is that right yeah and I do have a TikTok but that's slowly growing because again I'm still kind of trying to figure out the social media so yeah. that's why I chose to do a blog because I mm -hmm. actually enjoy writing yeah. so that was something um, as much as I want to get out of my comfort zone I still want to focus on the things that I'm good at yeah so I, I, I do enjoy I, I writing like and I, I like that. And I'm pointing this out specifically because, you know, this is a great way to get things started. If you're if you're wanting to if you if you are a writer or do enjoy writing um, or just want to have an alternative strategy from going and being on video, you know, yeah. uh, this is a fantastic this is a fantastic strategy that is still gaining you. I mean, with only, I mean, you've, you, it's not about follower count here. You've got 214,000 monthly views on this profile. Um, and you've, you've got very few followers. It's, it's, it's a combination of where this content is getting pushed out and who's seeing it organically. And also the ads that you're running here on Pinterest, right? Yes. Very fascinating. Very, very interesting. And then You've set up this blog um, over at Thrive Financially with Lisa, and it looks like it's a, just a WordPress blog, and you've uploaded some sort of a theme to it. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And um, 
you've got five or six blog posts, something like that. It doesn't appear like there's like like there's too many. Uh, is that right? Yeah. So more of like the modern blog is you don't post blogs like two to three times a week. It's yeah. you just have your core posts and just to help um, depending on what your niche is, just mm-hmm. to help the people that go to your blog. Um, yeah, I mean, you're provide the, value. The really, you've got about four or five real angles or things that you need to say, and you've you've yes. created them into long form blog posts here on a blog that you own, and and so what you do is instead of wor- focusing on tons and tons of blog posts and trying to rank those in Google, instead you're doing four or five five main pillar pieces of content right here. Uh, that that basically will answer or provide the angle of everything that you need to say in order to get somebody interested in what you're selling. And instead, you're focusing on driving traffic by putting the majority of your efforts out here onto Pinterest and, and in running ads to those pillar pieces of content that then send those people on into your funnels. So it's almost like the blog acts as the bridge page funnel, it's, it's basically a, a landing page to where when somebody clicks one of these, they, they in many of your posts, land over on one of these blog posts, which your main core products that you're promoting are embedded all throughout these, these blog posts. Yes. Yeah. It's a great strategy. I think this is a, I think this is a fantastic alternative to the traditional SEO work that we've we've done for for a long time with blogs, which is much slower. You're trying to you know you're creating the blog post and then you're trying to rank it in Google, and that can be a really slow process. Versus what you've done here, which is your four or five pillar pieces of content, and inside of those pieces of content, you've got all of your affiliate tools and in products that you're promoting. You've, you're linking out to them and you're just then go, mo- focusing on creating a crap pile of, of, of traffic generating assets out here, which might be post on Pinterest. In your case, it's post on Pinterest and ads. It, it, it could also easily be TikTok videos. But what I, what I see is happening here is you're starting them off with reading a, a, a text ad and then you're moving them onto a blog where they read, and <laughs> yeah. right. So you're keeping that consistency or that congruency of reading all the mm-hmm. way through the funnel versus taking them from written ads to videos to then writ right, which yes. may be a little bit uh, throw them off for for a loop or 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 whatever, not be as effective. Right. Yeah, wow. it's been um, it's been interesting learning all about Pinterest and Google and stuff. And it is really hard to rank on Google. So because I used to run Google ads, um, you know, it, you just have to like crazy stand out. So mm. Pinterest gives you the, one of the, th- my favorite parts about Pinterest is that your pin could still come up a year later, two years later. Like it doesn't other, unlike Instagram or Facebook where it just gets lost like mm-hmm. two hours after you post it. Yeah, this it it stays depending on like what people are searching for, um, depending on how good your pin does. So that's yeah. another reason why I love it. So Pinterest, just to just to give a little bit of context about how Pinterest works, 
Pinterest, Facebook usually is going to push when you post something on Facebook. Once, once it's it's gonna it's gonna basically be pushed down into the feed. And so if you you know if if you post something and it's it doesn't really get any initial traction. I mean, it's pretty much down in the feed. It's a page. It's a feed. Right. Um, and what Pinterest is interesting because where it seems like they get a lot of their content is repurposing old content back up into a page because I'm seeing content here from people who I both follow, but also from people who I don't follow, mm -hmm. which is where the opportunity is with Pinterest and TikTok is that, and I think with Instagram Reels too, but with Facebook, I'm not going to see anything from anybody unless I follow them or I'm friends with them, right? Whereas Pinterest, I'm going to see content from people. This is almost like the For You page. I'm going to see mm -hmm. content that Pinterest is pushing up that thinks I might like, similar to TikTok's For You page or Instagram's Discover or their Reels page. So I think that's a unique distinction, and it's kind of how, you know, how I think people are getting more of their content seen like you just mentioned because of the way that the platform works and the way that the algorithm works. It's better for marketing the cold traffic, whereas Facebook is better if you've got a, a, an, a warm audience that you want to continue to deliver value to and want to continue to focus on that warm audience then that's a little bit more how Facebook works. What would what other tips or insights do you have that may, might make Pinterest make more sense for everybody listening? Um, so one of like the things that kind of struck me was Pinterest is essentially Google for images. Mm. Um, and I, my business, I do, I am more for the blog. I am specifically attracting women because I want to help women um, change their life kind of the way that I did. You know, I, mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up with the notion, like just, uh, just work and, you know, pick up a paycheck and maybe you'll retire with a nice pension. So mm -hmm. I think me as a minority, I think that's still common. <laughs> I don't know why um, my mother is very old fashioned. So I wanted to, yeah sorry, I'm getting off topic. I wanted to focus more on women. So women are more drawn to images. So that's another mm. reason why I chose Pinterest because women are on Pinterest like crazy. And, yeah. um, you know, if they're at home, especially like moms that want to do side hustles or make extra income like that, they can um, easily find my, my uh, page and blog. So yeah. Yeah, Pinterest Pinterest has been really, really beneficial for me and I will continue to try to grow with it and love it. Um, but yeah, that that's a game changer right there is that it's basically Google mm. for pictures. And so again, your pins stay relevant even year. I see I see um, pins from like 2018. So yeah. the fact that you can make an affiliate commission or sale <laughs> from like a post that was like three years old is pretty awesome yeah i don't think you can really do that with any other platforms yeah um and so just giving a page you know just 
creating a page where they feel like they can refer back to it and mm. um, get inspired with other, because I also pin relevant pins, like just other side hustles, other jobs. Mm. Um, another thing of mine is mindset shift. So more like affirmations, just um, just really more inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, how, uh, how with, with a platform like this, this, this has really been a sleeper mm -hmm. platform and like the majority of people who are using Pinterest, I'm not going to say everybody, but the majority of people who are using Pinterest within our community, there's not a ton of them, but the majority of people who are using Pinterest are seeing are saying the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a sleeper. It's under, it's underappreciated. It's, 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 it's under, um, yeah, it's underutilized because mm -hmm. what you can do with Pinterest is not only post images like what you see, but also videos, right? So you can see yeah. the, the videos, um, that are, you know, and this is an ad, right? And I think that the, the other cool thing about, 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 Pinterest is look just look at how natural the ads look on this platform. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's like like for example, like this is just a natural post that the person didn't pay for and then it's sitting right next to a penny hoarder ad. And the penny hoarder is a is a is a 20 million dollar a year affiliate business basically. Um, four thing in their ad simply says four things you can spend money on that will actually make you richer. Right. I mean, what a great ad, right? And you would never even know that that's an ad. Like if you're just a regular person on Pinterest, not even paying attention, but what do they do? They send you to a blog post that throughout this blog post, they have lots of little affiliate links embedded right in their post. And this is how they make their money that they, they penny hoarder, I don't believe s sells anything. It's all just a massive affiliate business in every single blog. It's a massive blog in with tons of posts that have, um, affiliate links embedded all throughout it. Uh, yours is just a micro, um, blog that's just got four or five pieces of pillar content on it. And that's, that's fine too. That's a, that's a really manageable strategy. But the next level is doing what Penny Hoarder is doing. And I, I just, it's interesting to, if you just look at the platform through a, the mar a marketer's eyes, you can see why it's so powerful for just regular people. You can see why the ads work because they're literally just, it doesn't even look like an ad. It just looks like a regular pin just next to the stay-at-home mom from Nebraska, and here's an ad from Northern Royal, right? You know what I mean? So it's a very, it's a very, they've really set it up. Uh, they've really set it up intelligently. And right here, you can see a video um, from somebody want to make money by listening to mu listening music, right? And this is likely going to be a short little video. You see, it's just, it's a simple little thing. This, this lady took her video from TikTok, put it right here on, I don't see where her link is. Maybe she was just sending people to that site, but, um, 
it's a it's a really easy platform to use, isn't it? Yeah, and and like you said, it is very organic. Like even when I'm pinning my related pins, I'll see my ad pop up, and it's exciting. <laughs> but it it just flows with with everything, so it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's like a sleazy salesman. And another thing I love about it is that it's not a social platform, so you don't have to be miss popularity. You don't have to have yeah. a million followers for people to take you seriously. As long as you provide good content, people will follow you or people like, as long as you inspire people with like the pins that you're pinning, um, they, they will follow you and they, you'll provide value. So yeah. it, it doesn't have to be, you know, like, <clears throat> like an influencer game where you're trying to like get as many followers as you can. Yeah. I know, and the, which is just so, it's such a turnoff for so many people, right? <laughs> the whole social media, I mean, it just reminds you of, you know, high school or something, you know, where you're competing for people's attention or approval or whatever, or you're, um, you know, you're, you're uh, somehow, uh, you know, basically, you know, uh making your self-esteem out to be how many likes you get or how many followers you have. And that, that can be difficult. I think that mental part of social media and marketing nowadays is that we get too wrapped up in numbers and then personalize them. Mm -hmm. um, so I like this as a strategy because you don't have a lot of that social, that socializing aspect um, that I think can throw people off a little bit, right? It can, th yeah. because if you just have a job to do and nobody's standing over you and you don't, you're not socializing and you, you don't, it doesn't feel like it's socializing. A lot of times you just are more, you just, you just do the job and then you are done with it. Whereas sometimes it can be a mindset game if it feels like you're socializing and it feels like you're, especially if your childhood wasn't, you know, you did have a difficult time at school or you weren't the most popular kid. Uh, it can bring some of those memories and feelings <laughs> back is what I'm saying. That's a real thing. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do want to um, utilize social media. Absolutely. But for people like me that weren't really great at it mm -hmm. um, and that I did have to, I um, did have to like work on this quickly. Pinterest was just like the best option for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great alternative. If, yeah. You know, if you're camera shy or anything like yeah. that. And, and Brianne understands what I'm saying here. Excellent points. Triggers, you know, I mean, just little trauma triggers of at <laughs> first to be aware when you're coming on the social media, don't go into high school mode and start taking on how many likes you got as that's how worthy you are, you know, um, uh, it's just a side note. It's not the main focus of what we're talking about. I just, I just thought that it was, that's, that's something that is, um, just another mental barrier we have to overcome in this, in this business, I think. And it's, it's, if, as long as you know about it going in, I think it's easy to overcome, but right. when it, when it slaps you and all of a sudden you're, you get, get nasty comments on your TikToks and you're like, Oh my God, people are so mean, you know? And then you're yeah. like, triggered like you're in high school you know um 
but anyways, what else would you say? Uh, what else would you tell yourself when, when that you know now that you didn't know when you were starting out? Um, it for me the the biggest thing I had to overcome was me was my mindset. Uh, I I feel like I had just that mindset of like just settle for good enough, you know, like what like who are you to ask for this crazy dream life that you want? Um, so that was other than like all the tech stuff, like that was the biggest thing that I had to overcome, which is why that's another thing that I focus on on my blog, because that was so difficult for me, like just trying to get out of my head and getting rid of all that negativity, trying to manifest and do meditations and just change my mindset because it, it like, it will ultimately make you fail if you think that you can't do this. If you, tr- if you believe that you aren't capable of achieving like success, it, like it will manifest and it will kind of cripple you and hinder you. Um, I remember uh, one of this little training that I took this girl, um, woman, sorry, I don't know what I called her a girl. Um, she said that she does Pinterest as well. And she said that she was running her Pinterest ads and all of a sudden all her ads got wiped out and she got shut out and she had to restart. And it was, and she kind of said that she thought it was because of her mindset that she didn't actually truly think that she could succeed. And I, um, that's something that I had to overcome. Even with this show, I was kind of hesitant to do it because I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm like there yet. I don't know if I can speak in authority and literally I did not have commissions for a couple of days. And then I was like washing the dishes and I was like, oh my God, I did this to myself. I, yeah. because I went back into that negativity that like, I'm not ready. I, I'm not successful enough. I'm not there enough. Like yeah. I was continuing to wait for something to happen. And it's right. not about waiting for something to happen. It's just being the best version of yourself every single day, work on yourself every day. Um, and yeah, so that's and that's speaking honestly, what you want into existence. Yes, instead of speaking, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah, um, or I'm not ready. I mean, that's one of the most common uh, myths, lies, and and just absolute business killers. I mean, it's when you start saying that, you're a couple of steps away from just going ahead and grabbing your tombstone and laying your pretty little business dream down in a grave to die. And that unfortunately happens. I mean, you have a beautiful dream. You should probably look at it like it's a person and and imagine that unfortunately every single day people bury their business dreams. They take their tombstone and they basically lay their dream down and die uh, to die. Um, Or they just take it behind the barn and shoot it themselves. You know, I mean, exactly. I don't know what's worse is when you just outright quit or when it gets taken away from you and you don't even know what's happening. You know, you don't even know why you're self-sabotaging. But I do I do think one of the quickest ways to determine whether you're self-sabotaging is are you telling yourself that you're not ready yet? (laughs) Exactly. That, that, that you know, if you are telling yourself, well, I'm not ready to do that yet, then you are one thousand percent self-sabotaging in that moment because with a simple reframe you could 
just as easily be using that precious air and energy that you're using just to say those words, you could be saying, I'm right on the brink of a breakthrough. I just got to keep taking massive action. And with that massive action, probably 80% is going to be learning and 20% I'm going to hit the bullseye. Because that's the law of averages. I mean, usually you take you at the beginning, if you take lots of action, even at, as you as you've been in business for a while, not everything works. So you got to do enough stuff to where you get that video that goes viral. You get that post that blows up. That's the that's how you create success. It's that nine out of 10 things suck. And they get just average views or average leads, or they just kind of are is a regular piece of content. And then one out of every 10 pieces of content that you put out, and I'm just ranging this, blows up. And 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 you might ride that wave. I know I got we got people here in this community that ride the wave of a video going viral on TikTok with a million or couple two million views, takes them up to 30, 40,000 followers, builds their list to their first 10,000. And then I don't have anything big like that happen, you know, for a while. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, month down the road, they, you know, 30 more pieces of content maybe, and they get another humdinger that goes viral, right? Well, you know, that's a great example of, of just the more I do, it's, an, it's a, a numbers game. I got to put out enough stuff. So what is my point? That if I'm telling myself I'm not ready, as if, I'm going to be ready and everything that I'm going to do is going to be a great success. That is a trap. Yeah. Does that make sense? What's coming up for you as I say that? Yeah. I, I mean, it would, that was kind of a wake up call for me. Um, just wait. And I heard myself saying it or at least thinking it too, like, Oh, I can't wait to have this amount of money or I can't wait to be, like a size six, you know, like it, and I'm just like, no, I, I need to stop waiting. And it, and that's what's ultimately is going to kill me is just the waiting. I mean, even before when I was a hairdresser, it was like that. I, I just thought that it was just going to fall into place one day, like, oh, okay, you know, one day I'll have a house and stuff, but I didn't realize like, I have to put in the work to actually mm -hmm. achieve that. I, it's not just going to magically happen because I'm 35 or 40 or you know whatever right. it's like I so again that's where I am like I had to get out of my comfort zone and do stuff that I completely haven't done before and I have to stay consistent like I said like I'm I do I am on TikTok I'm kind of on a slow start to that but I that's not I'm not gonna let that stop me like I know that it's gonna work out I know that I'm gonna improve all my skills so it's not like oh maybe I'll just give up right now. Maybe I'll visit that later. Like, no, like you need, you just have to stay consistent. You have to work through it and just know that um, if you put everything that you have into it, like it is going to work out. Like you can't, you can't, you have to fail at certain things to learn stuff, but I mean, you have to fail essentially to succeed. Well, well ultimately <laughs> you have to be intentional. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I think that is one of the things that is missing from so many people's uh, plans for success is that um, I have to be intentional with my actions. I can't just, as you were just saying, live my life and just, oh, one day 
um, my the partner of my dreams is going <laughs> to land in my lap. And yeah, I'm I'm entitled to a house because I'm 35 years old. I, you know, sometimes we 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 say, well, when I'm 35, then I'll exactly. surely be married and, and own a home. But if you're not intentional, if you're 30 and you're that, it, let's just say hypothetical, you were you were saying that. Well, if you didn't put intention that, oh, I, I like, I'm going to keep my heart and eyes open for my soulmate, and I'm going to keep my, I'm going to go talk to some mortgage uh, co companies and figure out what rates are, and talk to some realtors and understand exactly how much I can afford. And I mean, you may be able to afford a house right now, and you're not buying it because you're not being intentional with researching what is it going to take to be a homeowner. A lot of times, uh, in I see this with people that are in my life, they, they, they know a little bit about a lot of things there. They, they, whenever a topic comes up, they got something to say about it. You know what I mean? Like as if they know something about the topic and the, the truth is, is that, um, these are the type of people that, that never get anything done. They never achieve anything because they just know they just is all they do is talk and they don't take any action. And, they don't take any intentional action. And so um, it's like, you know, the human being can, 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 can trick itself into think that it's taking action because we're such good manipulators and communicators. We can manipulate ourselves into feeling like we're doing something because, oh, maybe we're talking about <laughs> it and explaining it to our families or whatever it is. But the truth is, is that, um, until we take intentional action to to and speak what we want into existence um, and then back that up with action, we literally join the masses of people who sit around in bars and in breakfast diners talking shit and not ever doing anything. Right. And making yeah. ourselves feel good for not doing anything. And Again, we can do that because we we can whisper sweet nothings right into our own little ears, you know, and the truth is, is that, you know, again, without intentional action and speaking what you want into existence, it's likely not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's great to want things and stuff, but you have to be like, okay, how can I get those things? <laughs> like, um, yeah, that was, that was a game changer for me. I, I almost felt myself. I think I like convinced myself that I was like, oh, like I live in LA and I have an apartment and I'm like, it's amazing. But it's like, no, I actually, I want a house. I want a yard that my dog can play in. Every time my dog's in a yard, he's so happy. And then he comes <laughs> home to this little apartment and he's like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> so typical millennial, yeah, typical right, millennial right, wants a right. house for their dog, but Oh, that's, um, that's great. I love it. Well, I mean, I see other things in your future and, and I'm sure you're already beginning to manifest those things through, yeah. you know, using some of these practices and being intentional. And I mean, if you know how to do, I believe in, in my buddy sparked up a bunch of controversy the other day. I saw him make a post on social media and he said, or oh, would you be attracted to a woman if she didn't cook her clean? And, you know, everybody was like, that's misogynistic and all this and his rationale for it, for for saying, no, I wouldn't be interested in a woman who doesn't cook or clean is he said, well, um, 
how you do one thing is how you do everything. He kind of saved his ass on the misogynistic, <laughs> right? And he kind of brought back the old entrepreneur. You know, he was like, well, I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you, you know, and so he kind of tried to backpedal himself out of that after being attacked right. in the comments. But um, <laughs> there's there's truth to that, you know, and I believe yeah. there's always truth to both sides. You know, there's truth to everybody's opinion. Everybody's got a little bit of truth. But, um, you know, how you do one thing is kind of how you do everything. And, um, you know, uh, I see people who have great businesses, they have great marriages, they have great relationships, they have great relationships with their kids. You know, I don't usually see people who are really successful in business and everything else is shit, you know, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have a flash in the pan success, um, you know, with something, but if you run an, a good, steady, long-term business and you're successful with it year after year, you're going to be successful in other things because how you do one thing is how you do everything. I do believe that. And, um, and so, you know, um, with, with building a business and in learning marketing, you know, it takes a certain amount of effort and, uh, and it takes a certain amount of commitment, similar to how if you were, you know, I would imagine now if I was 30, 35 and I was looking for a, a mate, right? I'd be pretty intentional about it now based on how I used to act, which was, you know, I don't know how anything in my life happens. It just all happened. You know, th that was what I said when I was young. I'd be land in jail. I don't know how I got here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> judge sucks. Police officer was a dick, you know, and it's not that I wasn't you know, loaded walking down the street or driving my car or whatever when I was 22 years old. Um, but, uh, you know, anyways, so you seem like you're in that phase of your life to where there was a part of your life where it was just like, I'm going to LA, I'm going to have fun. But now you're kind of like, I want to be a lot more intentional with things. Would you, would that be a fair assessment of the chapter of your, your life that you're in right now? Yeah. Well, I was born and raised in LA. Oh, <laughs> so, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was getting a vibe that you, that you moved there, but okay. So no, you're, just I, a, you're a proud LA native. And, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Um, well, oh God, I hate to say it, but like, yeah, the pandemic just changed everything for me. So I, again, I, I mean, I loved LA. Like I, I still love LA. Like I have so it was really here. that that shifted your light, your outlook on life more than anything. It was that. Happening. Uh, it, it was, it was the fire in my behind that I, that it, cause yeah. I, I, um, I turned 30 last year and you know, you, you go through that. Oh my God, I'm 30. Right. Um, so I remember I, that it was eight years ago for me. So, I mean, I remember that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I up on the big four row. So I'm really oh. going to have some reflecting, reflecting to do. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so I, again, I knew I didn't want to be a hairdresser for the rest of my life because, um, I don't want to make it sound bad, but my mother is a, is a massage therapist and, um, and I just, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of didn't want to follow in her footsteps because I'm, she doesn't really have that great of a retirement plan. She doesn't have like a pension or anything like that. So, mm. and I was on that same boat. Like I, I did, I had, I still don't have an IRA. So I was, it was just very scary for me. And, and I didn't, um, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And now, and kind of when the world stopped, it made me realize 
all these things that I loved about LA, yeah, they're great, but I don't really need them. Like I do want a really nice home to, to come home to. I do want certain things that I thought that were just pipe dreams, or I thought I couldn't get until, you know, again, that just that waiting, or I just, again, I didn't think that I deserved it. So it was just a game changer to me. So now I'm just like in that headspace, like, I want these things. How do I get them? Like, mm. I do want a really nice house. I I'm an HDTV addict. So <laughs> I, I do want a beautifully remodeled home. I'm very picky. And so, and I want that and it's okay. And so it's like, great. How do I work to get there? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I want to retire at 50. How do I get there? Like, how can I live off dividends and interest and all that stuff? So um, Mm. it's I'm I'm very much in that mode like yeah. in that transition like okay I want these things I deserve them let me go after them and get them and figure out that way because um I want to travel and I want to do all these things and yeah. I really don't want to work so well <laughs> you know like, what's what's interesting is that it, it we live in a world full of average mm -hmm. a world full of average I mean, if there was one way that you could describe the majority of people, it's just good old average person. You know, it's just yeah. it, nothing wrong with it. I, I don't want to I don't want to speak as if I'm, uh, you know, some high and mighty, but average is just human nature. It's just mm -hmm. you do what you got to do to get by. Human beings are typically lazy, path of least resistance. And it's understandable. I, I have certain parts of my life that are like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I have it does bring you a bit more relaxation and peace when you are a bit more financially stable and and a little bit more settled down in your life. But you know, I mean, eight years a good long. Trust me, I've been grinding hard for the past <laughs> eight years. Set from thirty to thirty-eight, I've been grinding hard. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm tired right now. I got two little ones at <laughs> home. I'm tired. I'm legitimately I'm tired. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of average in this world. And what I was going to say was that if you can just fuck average and be legendary, <laughs> I know that makes no sense, but it makes oh, sense why we say it, yeah, right? Because right. the only thing you really have to do to be successful, and I know this is going to sound oversimplified, is just not quit is not just not be average, right? And, and you will really eventually succeed. And how do I know that? Because every single person that I've met that's still working, still building their business, still posting content, generating leads, stuff like that, well, they're still in the game. Mm -hmm. They're still in the game. And they're, and they're making money. And just they're getting better because when you practice, you get better at stuff. And, and every single person who's quit, well, they're not doing it anymore. They're back doing whatever they were doing or they're hopping from thing to thing. So part of just being successful, what I'm trying to say is, is actually sticking with something for multiple years, giving yourself time for that to build up and to begin to compound and begin to pick up like an av like a snowball. It's almost like a snowball effect. Your success feels very small at the beginning. It's hard to see the winning moments. It's hard to see the successes because they feel so insignificant, but the failures feel so big. But 
the snowball eventually month after month after month picks up more steam and those wins feel bigger now. They start to feel bigger. It's more money. It's more noticeable. More people are saying things about you. You're having your first $10,000 month, $30,000 month, $40,000. Like these things are happening and, and now you've got momentum where the only way to truly screw it up is to actually just start shutting down your email list and your right because you've got enough momentum now you've got enough followers and you've got a big enough email list and you've got a system to where if you stopped creating content or putting out what you the value that you put out people would actually ask where did she go what happened to her right and that takes about usually a good solid if you're learning and implementing that takes 6 to 12 months to achieve that to where you're really grooving, like seriously, you're grooving. And um, unfortunately, most people can't even, and I, I, I think I'm just going to start talking about this more because this the succeeding is not a mystery. Most people can't even finish the 15-day challenge, folks. So <laughs> if you're sitting, I mean, let alone take any action, I'm talking about just sit down and watch some videos. Just can you right. sit down and watch them? Like you don't even need to go out on the, the court and shoot three-pointers in a real-life game. Just sit in the tape room and watch some tape. That's all we're asking. Most people can't do that. But they want to be successful. It's like you're you're quitting too soon. You're not willing to do the basic-ass stuff. Like just sit and watch a video. You know, so – when we start to break it down like that, success is actually really easy. And you see how I'm reframing this right now also right. because I want to have empowering thoughts in my head. I don't want to have big, scary thoughts. Success is really actually easy because the main thing that I have to not do is I have to not quit and I have to finish things and I have to follow through and finish what I signed up for. And I don't know that that seems to me like a very manageable outlook on building this business. What comes up for you as I say that? Um, I mean, I agree. I'll like, you literally just have to like not quit and stay consistent and just do it and try it. And again, be uncomfortable. I remember um, I was in the break room one time and I'll never forget this. It was kind of crazy. My boss was talking to her assistant and her assistant was older and I don't know what was said. I can't remember. But when she left the room, I remember my boss saying, you know, there's always going to be those people that just stay assistants. And and I was like, wow. I don't, that was kind of like, a, I was like, like she and was I was an assistant. Her assistant. I was just, like she was, was, yeah, was kind of like it, saying like, this is, this is some, there's some people who just never are going to progress. Yeah. And I wouldn't say she was like shit talking her, but it, but it was that it was it unfortunately, and it's kind of true. It's like you, there's yeah. just some people that are, are like okay with it. that. And, and, and it was, and it was kind of sad for me. And I think it was like, then I realized I was like, again, I wasn't an assistant. I was already a stylist, but kind of use that metaphor for life. And it's like, okay, I don't yeah. want to be an assistant. I want to be the hairdresser making the most money. And like, I feel like, and some, um, I don't know about other people, but for me, that was hard to overcome because I always thought like, oh, like you shouldn't ask for more. Like, who, again, like, who are you to want all these nice things and all this stuff? Um, 
And I don't know, maybe it, it's just because of the way I grew up. My mom's super old school. I remember yeah. I she she's my babysitter. So whenever I go on trips, I drop my dog off and she's like, oh, you're so fancy. And I'm like, I'm like, we're going on trips, like for like living my life. Like, and I, it, it was just kind of like, oh, but that's yeah. okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's no, so, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being rich. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with wanting nice things to be bougie, to like go get your nails done, to get your hair done, to get Botox if you want it to, you know what I mean? Whatever your thing is to get your, you know what I mean? To go get a massage once or twice a week to, you know, want to stay in four and five star hotels to want to go and eat in nice restaurants to want to valet your car you know, to to want to ride first class on a plane, to want to wear a fifteen, thirty, fifty thousand dollar watch on your wrist. <laughs> you know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I, I I I I we see this time and time again, day after day, where the rich are villainized, you know, and uh, pay their fair share of taxes. Whether it's a politician who's saying it, or whether it is. You know, your 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 mother, your father who's saying, what do you think we're rich? What do you think you're bougie? You're so fancy. You can't afford that. We can't afford that. You know, we're, we're just so. And then we've got the average, the, all of our friend, you know, majority of my friends, as much as I love them, they, they're not, you know, I'm relaxing now. I'll be honest with you. This I'm just spitting fireball ass facts right now. When they were all working and kind of chilling back in our in our in our late 20s in early 30s I was working my ass off so I made a lot of social sacrifices but now that I'm older they're working their asses off and I'm chilling a lot more mm-hmm. because I've already put the work in early and I'm not as frantic living paycheck to paycheck um even remotely close. Matter of fact, I do a lot of things in my life that nobody knows about because I don't want to hear the lack and the, um, the, the, how can I say this respectfully, but the poor minded (laughs) bullshit is how I can say that respectfully. I don't want to hear people's bullshit. They're limiting beliefs I don't want to hear their opinions about what I, you know, it's in, and that's kind of where I'm at because, you know, when you work for something and you earn it, look, there ain't a better feeling. Mm -hmm. There's not a better feeling in, in when I go and I, you know, I stay in a, a a thousand dollar a night hotel room or, or, or drive a $800 a day rental car or whatever the kind of crazy shit that I'm doing, right? I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear. And I'm I'm saying this because you know my aunt and uncle they're on a fix. They they sold a business. They actually had an insurance business, and and we went on a trip uh, recently to a funeral up in Alabama because we had a family member die. And when I got there, my aunt had arranged and bought the the the, the plane tickets and everything. And then when we got the, and I, I pay her back, whatever. Nope, I never let anybody buy me anything for the most part. But when we got there, I rented the car, and then she wanted to split. So she said, "Oh, just send me the send me the bill." 
you know, and, and we'll, we'll split all the, the, everything down the middle. And I, I usually don't even do that. I just, I just pay for, you know, mostly my family member stuff. But anyways, she wanted to do this. She wanted to split. So anyways, Aaron sends her over the, the car bill. It was $800 a day. She goes, I don't need no $400 a day. It's like, God damn it, I, that's why I don't talk to people about shit. Right. I don't want to hear your, I don't need no $400. Bitch, it wasn't $400. It was $800 a day. $400 is your half. You know? Now, I love every single one of my family members, but I'm telling you, that's, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's hilarious. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just, yeah, I don't want to hear it either. I I'm really yeah. just ranting, but I mean, I think that, you know, it's difficult to be a go-getter, a high achiever when you're surrounded by so much average, even if you love mm -hmm. them. You're surrounded right. by so much average. It takes a lot of courage to do that. But I think it's easier when you find a community of people like us who, you know, are, are sort of, at least for the most part, all on the same page. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think it's the people that villainize like rich people that are just scared to achieve that or they're just, they don't actually do the work because of course they want it. Like, of, of course, course they want a nice house and things and, and you don't have to be crazy luxury. You just, you want a nice life for yourself. You want to be yeah. comfortable. And, and yeah, I just um, like, I don't want to pay taxes. So I want to, you know, incorporate myself and put all the expenses in my business. Like, I don't want to pay taxes like that. Like, and people are like, Oh, you got to pay tax. Like why? That's like, that's my money. I worked for it. So <laughs> like, well, I, 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 you do have to pay taxes. Unfortunately. I, oh, of course. I'm just saying like, I, that rich dad, poor dad book completely changed my life. And good, um, good, good. so when he was talking about taxes, I was like, oh yeah. Like, like people villainize like rich people. Cause they're like, oh, rich people don't pay taxes. I'm like, no, they're, they're just smart and have the resources and educate themselves onto how to not have the government rip them off because yeah. it's just it's crazy like it's it's insane well the way um, these guys don't pay taxes is they don't take a salary and so all their yeah. their wealth is tied up in their stock and you don't have to pay tax until you sell stock and so you know if if elon musk needed money tomorrow and he even recently tweeted about this that if he sold off 10 million dollars in stock or some crazy so much more than that. I, I think he owns, I don't know how much of, of, of his different companies, but he was talking about a huge number. And if he would have, if he would have sold off that amount of, 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 uh, of, of stock, he would have paid an, an extraordinary amount of taxes. You just pay lower taxes on capital gains than, than oftentimes you do on income because capital gains, gains tax is 25%, whereas income mm -hmm. tax federal income tax for his his tax bracket my tax bracket is is nearly 40 percent and if you're living in california you've got state income tax on top of that and that's why you get up into 50 plus percent with, oh, with yeah. california. california california is insane and now that i'm like getting more into real estate i'm figuring out all this stuff and i was like what you want to tax me for this like yeah it's it's crazy yeah yeah so, well, this is, this is awesome. We've, we've got, I could obviously just talk, talk shit here all morning, <laughs> but, um, you know, thanks for coming on. Thanks for showing us your Pinterest stuff. Really exciting. Yeah, and, um, may, 
we want to keep learning from you, keep following you, seeing what you're doing, how you can, you know, help the rest of the community. Remember that no matter where you're at, as long as you're doing something and you're learning, there's things that you can teach me, anybody else. So make sure that you never, ever believe the lie that you're not yeah. ready for something because you also crushed Absolutely. it today as well. So thanks. Thanks Thank for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Happy. Hopefully I motivated people, inspired people. So without a doubt you did, without a doubt you did. All right, Lisa, have a great Friday. Stay legendary. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye. All right. You can follow Lisa on th at thrive financially with Lisa.com. And if you go there, you'll see where her, uh, you know, her Pinterest and TikTok stuff is and, and all that. Um, her Pinterest handle is the same thing, Thrive Financially with Lisa. So if you're looking for her, uh, that's that's where you're going to find her, at least her blog, Thrive Financially uh, with Lisa and Thrive Financially with Lisa on Pinterest. And then TikTok is actually going to be Thrive Financially. So that's kind of a cool uh, handle that she got there. Thrive Financially, she's just kind of getting her TikTok stuff off the ground but really, really incredible insights on Pinterest and uh, in, in doing what she's doing. Fantastic conversation this morning. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with another episode. Make a serious decision and investment in yourself today. If you haven't yet, nobody's coming to rescue you. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I hope that, um, I hope that you know these conversations wake you up, right? to not take your tombstone and lay your dream down in a grave to die, but to, even if you got to resuscitate that son of a gun every day for the first week or so, get it up, get it going, because without intention, uh, you, you're not going to achieve something. Find some pain in your life that you want to stop. Let it motivate you and be intentional with this thing. And we'll see you guys back for another episode on Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Bye-bye.